Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Jinto called Life Under Quarantine. My name is Cornelius McGrath and I am your host. In this series, I will be talking to the everyday entrepreneurs, students, athletes, artists, bartenders, chefs, reporters, teachers and hospital workers about how they are finding meaning, clarity and opportunity in a time where there seems to be none. My guest today is Alyssa Polina. Alyssa is an ER nurse based in Chicago and on the front lines of the fight against the coronavirus. What is particularly unique about Alyssa's life under quarantine is that it looks almost nothing like the rest of ours. Her world is busier than ever and she doesn't have the luxury of enjoying any extra time on the couch. So Alyssa, you're an ER nurse. I'm sure things are crazy. Bring us into your world. How have the last few weeks been? Uh, we just have, there's just so many different things going on. Obviously, Corona is our main concern right now. The thing that's so stressful about it is every single day, and I literally mean every single day, the guidelines are changing from the CDC. So we're having huddles, and it was, you're gowning up from head to toe, N95 face shield, um, gown, gloves, all that. Right. But now it's like if someone is younger and they have a little bit of a cough, then you don't need to wear an N95 mask. And now they're saying reuse your masks and everything. Um, and I think just the biggest issue that all healthcare workers are dealing with now is no one really knows what to do. I mean, we know how to protect ourselves. We know right. how to deal with people in respiratory distress. But am I taking everyone in that has a cough now? Is that the point that we're at, that right. I have to be concerned about corona? And it is getting there. I mean, we've had such a major jump in positive cases. Um, but also, just uh, what tests are we running? First, we were doing all this blood work and swabs and throat swabs. Yeah. Now it's just one swab. So it's just, but that's the way that these new viruses work. We don't have any scientific information on them. We don't, we, recently just isolated the virus so there's just not enough clinical data to support how to properly do things and then everyone's cases are different too you have people that need to be intubated you have people that just have a fever and a cough and can be sent home right so it's just like we're all, we're all just are talking to doctors and doctors are talking to us and we're like well what did you do last week what are we doing today so right yeah it's just we're all healthcare workers and we're very smart. We know how to deal with emergencies, but in situations like this, you're just, everything is changing constantly. And the CDC is saying one thing and then other scientific journals are saying another thing. So it's just, and everyone's, all these patients are calling in, they just want to walk in and be tested, but it's, you have to be certified to be tested. You have to have a specific, uh, if you call like IDPH, you have to have a specific number to be tested. Mm. And, but people are watching the news and they're like, oh, if you have symptoms A through Z, you might have Corona. So right. people are freaking out and they're just walking into triage, no mask. They don't call ahead. So it's been, I mean, I could do. <laughs> I you could go, go on. on. No, I, I can't wait to dive into all this. So I think number one is, is you're beginning to see the tensions in business models versus practicality. So what does the news want to do? They want to reach as many damn people as possible. And yeah. oftentimes that means let's dilute this down to the most yeah. macro level so that people stay watching it. And I watched the news for the first time in a long time last week 
and it was it's, miserable. It's brutal. It's brutal. It's absolutely and for brutal. someone that doesn't have, like any, I mean, any any person that doesn't really have a scientific background, you're hearing quarantine. You're hearing about Italy. You're hearing about all these, and you're like, holy shit! Like the yep. world is ending. Right. And it's scary. It, yep. It's scary to everybody, even healthcare workers. So how how are you? So how? So let's let's talk about this. So you've got X number of shifts a week. Are you having to come in early for them? Are you having to work overtime? And then when you do come in, your workflow, it sounds like there's a lot of just like information download that has to take place in these huddles. And then I'm assuming everybody's just on edge because nobody really knows, as you said, if they're doing the right thing and if that thing is gonna yeah. be right tomorrow. Yeah, so I mean, so we work three 12 hour shifts, but because we, we've had uh, coworkers that have tested positive, so they're out for two weeks, and then I think they have to be symptom-free for a week before they can even get retested. So we are short-staffed, so I've been called in. I picked up uh, parts of two extra shifts this past week. Um, and it hasn't, we haven't had, we've been lucky, we haven't really had too many patients. Um, but these patients that do come in, when you do need to gown up from head to toe, because the way that it works is you want to gown up from head to toe, you want to get in there, you want to get all your information, get their story, get all your tests, yeah. and then you want to get out. You don't want to be in and out of these rooms because then you're increasing the chance of exposure. So it just takes a lot more time with these quarantine patients. You want to make sure you have everything before you go in, um, and then these patients that do need to be intubated, I mean, you have to get way more people in there and we only have a couple isolation rooms in our hospital and they're a lot smaller. So it's just a lot of work if someone needs to be intubated and monitored. Um, so our overall like amount of patients that have been coming in has been decreased, mm -hmm. but it's just a lot more work, so much more work. So. Yeah, and so how how do you how do you see this playing out? Um, you know, week to week. I think now people are kind of talking. I mean, th over the weekend, right? We had the first set of you know statewide, citywide quarantines in California. Yeah. You know, New York, Chicago. Uh -huh. So are you are you hoping that that's going to kind of reduce some of the stress on this? Fingers crossed, and we, I mean, but that's the way that you help minimize spread is if you just stay away from other people. And like I said before, the CDC first said it was airborne, but now they're saying it's not. But do we really know that for sure? Um, it just hasn't been long enough. So I think it's just better people just stay inside. Um, just, I know it sucks. I mean, I'm an extrovert, so being locked in the house, I'm yeah. like yelling at people across, <laughs> like, through my window. So it sucks. But like I said, we're, we're all going through this. Yeah. Um, and as for long term, once again, it just comes back down to we don't know how this is going to really play out. Right. Because we were dealing with the original COVID 19, and I guess now they're finding a mutated version of the virus. So this is this a more intense virus? Is it harder to kill? Mm. Is it going to be taking people out more? Um, so that's why it's good that we're just quarantining now yep. because hopefully we saw a spike in positive cases. So hopefully 
in the next week or two, we will see a decrease. Um, but then after we see that decrease, is the government just going to be like, okay, everyone go back to normal life. Right. And is that spike going to come back up again? Right. Because there are sometimes carriers, especially people in our age group, that don't, or and not even our age group, people usually don't show symptoms for a couple days to a week. Yep. Um, from what I've been hearing, this could, I mean, people can always fact check too. Um, so yeah, it's, we, it's hard to predict the future with this. It really is. And then how about you? So you kind of mentioned this in, in our kind of pre-chat, but you know, how's your, you know, mental health around your health and then obviously your family too. I mean, that's got to be fairly nerve wracking is as you try to save lives and make people comfortable, you're also putting your own life at risk. Yeah, so we, I mean, I'm definitely worried about my family and everything because I have had positive patients. And yeah, you wear the proper gear and everything, but you're always like, oh, is my is my throat sore? Am I coughing? <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, okay, no, I just have bad allergies. Calm down. Like, right. But that's, this is where all this hysteria is coming from. But yeah, it is stressful. I do live with my parents, so I'm worried about getting them sick, possibly. Mm. But we're it's all boils down to just cleaning off surfaces that you touch, um, not sneezing or coughing into your hands, washing your hands constantly for 20 seconds, and not just washing your hands every time you leave the bathroom, but if you're touching your face. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's nice that I can go to work and I have my coworkers, and there are times when we all just get to the point where we're like all gowned up and we're just dancing in our gowns like from head to toe because you're like why not you gotta yeah. do those you gotta yeah you gotta let loose but that's how that's how ER nurses are like you yeah. get the worst case scenarios and we have the crappiest days like you and that's what I love about the nurses that I work with and shout out to all the nurses I work with yeah. um, it's we have great teamwork everyone wants to help yeah. everyone like can you can sit and you can talk with people and I've had chats with plenty of coworkers that are just like, yeah, this sucks and it's depressing. And I work with residents too, that they're pregnant or they have little kids at home. Same thing with nurses. So it's, it's the third day when you can joke and have fun, but then it's also like, we're putting a lot of people at risk and our families and the people that we love the most. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's good to have your coworkers that can deal with it. My family's been super supportive too. And, my dad is getting a little bit crazy with uh, quarantining and leaving groceries in the garage for four hours because the virus can live on it. And I'm like, That's hilarious. I love that. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Do you feel? Do you feel an added sense of purpose? Um, I'm. I. I mean, yeah, but I also wish I knew. Like, if someone came up to me and said, "Oh." how is this going to play out? I wish I just had a better set of answers for people. Use your crystal ball. Yeah. 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 We're like, this is, I don't know. I'm your healthcare provider, but I don't really know. Right. 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 (laughs) But I think that, I think, I think that level of humility is and authenticity is actually quite refreshing. Yeah. And that's, and that like the, when Trump gets on and he's like, I'm like, okay, this is like, if I, if someone were to talk to me about like car parts, (laughs) I know. Yeah. Not the one. So, yeah, I think bottom line, and I could just be speaking for myself, but from what I know about vaccines and how long it takes to even get a medication, like, legalized by the FDA takes close to 10, 20 years. So, 
there's just we're just we're learning as we go right scientists doctors nurses everyone right. we're just learning as we go right so what i gotta ask what's getting you through these times uh is there an album a song a, a habit a person I'm, I'm curious to know how you're attacking life on the quarantine when you do actually have some time to yourself i mean i it's really nice having my parents home so at least i'm not alone because my mom's super supportive my dad's super supportive um my boyfriend, he, Justin's been, he says hi, by the way. He's not bad. Um, I like Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Justin. Yeah, he's been. But I mean, I've also had people texting me and they're like, thank you so much for what you're doing. How are you holding up? So, I mean, it's really crazy. The people that are, I've never been in a position where people have been like, thank you for what you're doing. And I don't, I don't know if it's just strange to me because, I mean, I haven't been a nurse for too long. But they're, I mean, we deal with crap, not like this, but I don't know. You just, you don't hear thank you too often. Yeah. So, but it's nice to hear the thanks. We have people that are just sending us food and like, we had like nine pizzas the other day. I saw that so on Instagram. Just, that looked like a right laugh. Yeah. But we're all going to be nice and chunky by the end. Of <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love I that. Think, and especially for me, it's just talking to people. Yeah and listening to music and if you don't want to talk about it then you just i mean it's nice because um all these apps too and the nursing community is pretty huge so everyone's like if you go on this meditation app it's free for healthcare workers so just taking that minute doing breathing exercises and yeah. just yeah you gotta take that moment for yourself yeah slow it down you got any shows you're you're visiting at the moment Oh my god which one do you want to talk about you give me your um, give me your top three right now and then maybe throw out one that like people don't know about that you recommend they have to see during life under quarantine so i'm probably gonna again rewatch true detective first season because it's amazing um i've heard good things i've never seen it oh, you have never seen it i've never seen true detective when you want your life changed, watch this show. It's okay. unbelievable. Um, I've watched Russian Doll on Netflix. That's really cool. Uh -huh. um, the Outsider on HBO. I'm yes. just starting to get into. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. Monica and I are thinking about rewatching Thrones. Throwback yeah. to last year. Billions, maybe. Just finished Succession. And then we were making our way through... Uh, Narcos Mexico we watched the Formula One yeah. Drive to Survive series that's outstanding I couldn't care before that point I couldn't have cared less about Formula One I'm hooked and so she yeah so I'll that's been that. that's been because you see these guys just driving cars at 200 miles an hour and you're like okay this is interesting yeah, so I've oh, yeah. I, I've enjoyed that space and then I have to ask how how can people support nurses at this time I know you've talked about people sending food, people sending thanks. If someone's got a nurse in their life, what can they do? Um, and then specifically for you, um, what can people do right now? Are there things they can check out, campaigns, resources they can kind of give to and donate to? I mean, I know right now a lot of nurses that I know, they're posting on their social media and there is a shortage of N95 masks and PPE. Mm -hmm. um, 
So I know there's some people that are creating masks or they're sewing masks, they're putting masks together. I don't know too much about that. Fortunately, in my hospital, we do have enough supplies as of right now. But um, people, instead of buying up that equipment, if they just stay in their home and they're away from people, there's really no need for you to wear a mask uh, because that's stuff we need when we have these positive patients because it doesn't allow anything to get into our nose, into our mouth. And then another thing too, if you have a nurse in your life, just say thank you, check in. I mean, I've gotten so many things on Instagram and just little text messages. And it really means a lot because as nurses, we're constantly like, how are you? Tell me about your day. What's going on with you? Right. So when we get that in return, we're like, oh, this is what it feels like. That's nice. Um, And also to people that if they have been around someone that has been sick or a positive case of Corona mm. or COVID-19, whatever we want to call it. Um, if you have symptoms, even if it's a mild cough, you're better off just trying to stay at home and stick it out. You come to the emergency room when symptoms are no longer manageable. When you have had a fever for X amount of days and you're taking Tylenol and it's not coming down, if you're laying in bed and you're short of breath, that's when we want you to come into the ER. And if you are having symptoms, we want you to call before you come in. Because like I said, so we start, are still having people that are just walking in through triage where we keep all of our family members, the healthy family members, and nurses and doctors. So those are that's a bigger group of people that are being exposed possibly. Yeah. So just being smart about it, and they can always call emergency rooms. We might be a little busy, but there's also um, a hot, like a corona hotline that you can call. I know sometimes they're busy, and I mean, because they're just getting flooded with calls. But, I mean, it's just common sense. Like, do you really need to go to a hospital? Are you going to put yourself at risk and go into an ER where we do have positive corona patients, and you're probably more likely to pick something up there? Um yeah, don't come to the ER right now with a sore throat <laughs> or a headache because you're, you're not going to see the look of love when you come in. Yeah, I'll tell you it, that much. it's not going to be True Detective and, and pizza, I can tell you that much. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, just just common sense. And awesome. Well, listen, I think I, I should be the first to say thank you because I think what you guys are doing and you are putting your risks, you know, your lives at risk is amazing. And I think the, the positive energy that you're radiating is I think something that everybody can kind of take a look at um, because everybody's life's being upended, but you have to kind of find, yeah. you do have to find the silver lining. And uh, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the only way you can't sit around and just be, cause like I said, everyone is going through the same thing right now. And there are some people that do have family members that are in hospitals that have been on ventilators and it's scary. So, I mean, if you have a job, be thankful. If you're healthy, be thankful. Like it's, right. It's really hard right now, and it sucks, but could always be worse. Could always be worse. Awesome. Well, thank you for taking the time. I know you're incredibly yeah, no busy. no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I could talk about some stuff. <laughs>